Hey everybody, welcome to Monster Porn, this is Matt. I just wanted to remind everybody to rate and review. Thanks! Welcome to Monster Porn, weird fiction and horror podcast. The podcast that when your mom walks in, you switch to literal monster porn because it's so much easier to explain. This week's story, The Creep, by Matt Cummins. down in the basement hold on don't come down here okay what are you doing down there don't come down here i'm naked in the basement don't judge ah matt sorry to keep you waiting hey it's it's okay you know, I just wanted to say that with all that we've been through recently, all the weird shit with the demons and ghosts and whatever, I uh, I wanted to say I misjudged you, and it was unfair if I ever just wrote you off as a weirdo. I mean, like, you know, with all that shit with the demon you had, you had my back, man. I know I can count on you. What was that? It was... Was it coming from your basement? No, it's nothing, man. Uh, go on, you were saying? Help! Get us out of here! He's sick! Call the police! There it is again. What? what? What's going on? Hello? This surgery isn't even legal in Columbia! You got it easy. What he did to me isn't even legal in Alabama! I don't hear anything weird. Did you, uh, bring a story to record? Sleep was among the luxuries Max had never considered when his wife had first said she was pregnant. He worried about things like having to give up his morning latte or being able to afford diapers. He wondered if his wife would be like Carol, his sister-in-law, who puffed up like the stay-puffed marshmallow man and stayed that way for the next seven years. But then the first week they had their oldest daughter, he knew it would be months before he slept normally again, and then months turned into years. Go back to bed, Max's wife Lizzie shouted from across the bedroom. Oh, she's still talking, Max said. Ah, she's probably talking in her sleep again. Max walked through the bathroom that separated the two bedrooms. When he got into the room, he found Candace, his firstborn, holding a pillow out over the top bunk and whispering, Do it. Do it. In her sleep. Creepy, Lizzie said as she came into the room behind Max. Uh, Sweetie, go, go back to bed, Max said. And then Candace started to cry. 
She's asleep, Max reminded himself. Lately, he'd been so sleep-deprived that he was starting to lose his temper when either Candace or Nicole cried at night. Lay down, he said. Candace shouted, and just then there was a loud sound like metal bending. Did you hear that? Lizzie asked. Yeah, that was weird. Was, was that in the basement? Lizzie asked again, and Max shrugged. For a while now, Lizzie had been claiming to hear things in the basement when she slept at night. Twice, Max had gone to look and see if there was anything there, which he knew there wouldn't be. He had a tiny basement that wasn't much more than a crawlspace with more headroom, and it was used for storage, and Lizzie had definitely used it for that. It was nearly impossible to turn around down there. I need to get us out of this house, Max thought. The two-bedroom house they lived in was only about 700 square feet, and even less than that was usable. Short term, Max told himself, for the first year they'd lived there, and that had been four years ago. I'm pretty sure it was outside. Maybe it was a train passing by and hitting the brakes, Max said as Lizzie took the pillow from Candace and laid it down. Max pushed her gently back down onto the pillow, and she was fast asleep immediately and looked peaceful. Lizzie went and laid back down to go to sleep. Max had no doubt that she'd tell him that she didn't go back to sleep for hours, but Max could never tell. Normally, he crawled back into bed and flipped around as if finding the right position would make his mind hit the brakes as she lies still with her eyes closed. That didn't happen. So he decided that he was just going to get a few things done, and if he got tired, he'd go back to sleep. If not, he would just keep going. This was another thing that had happened since he had kids. Occasionally, he woke up at 1 or 2 in the morning and then just never went back to bed. Max grabbed a book and his cell phone thinking that he'd go do some light reading, and he used his cell phone as a flashlight just in case turning on the kitchen or living room light might shine through an open doorway and wake one of the girls. Max checked and saw that their doors were closed. He turned on the light to find their puppy sleeping on the living room floor. Max went to the back porch as quietly as he could thinking that if he could get some food for the puppy, then perhaps she would leave him alone when she got up. They had a year-old pup that seemed overly fond of Max, and that fondness was amplified every morning, as though nighttime had been too long to go without him. The dog food was kept in a tote on the landing at the top of the stairs going down to the basement. Max stepped down into the back porch area. His foot landed half on the cold tile and half on the rug that he often barked at Lizzie for putting in every room. The tile was cold, but the rug was much more comfortable. Thank God for the rug, he thought. I'll have to apologize for bitching about this one. But then he tried to open the door, and it got caught on the corner of the rug. Well, never mind, he thought and smiled. As he opened the door, he ducked down so he could see up past the hill. It took a moment for his eyes to adjust as the motion sensor light came on. There was no train on the tracks, and the rustling wind muffled the sounds of the handful of cars driving down the silent street. The next few days were routine. Max got up, went to a coffee shop to do some work on his computer, before driving back to work in his shop where he made precast concrete countertop. Each day, he'd go into the house to use the restroom and find his girls ecstatic to see him. Candace and Nicole ran up to him shouting, Daddy! and telling him all of the morning happenings as Lizzie sat at the table working on her laptop. Hey, babe, Max said as he went to the cabinet and took out a small glass and filled it in the sink. He drank, filled it again, and drank it knowing 
full well, he'd forget to keep himself hydrated once he got into his shop and began working. Hey, Lizzie said, barely acknowledging him. She didn't look tired as much as she looked irritated, and she had always looked irritated lately. He supposed she didn't look tired because of her makeup. She didn't wear a lot of makeup, but she did apply it well. Women are fantastic at hiding things, Max thought as he'd asked her how she was. She answered in a word, and he didn't really hear it. He decided not to press. Candace shouted at her sister from her room, and Lizzie yelled for her to stop bossing around her little sister. God, I have it easy, Max thought. The past year had been crazy. Max had taken on all the work he could so that he could help his family get ahead. He worked from sunup to sundown seven days a week for nearly a year, and yet he felt that he may have it easier than she had it being a stay-at-home mom. Max couldn't write a sentence with Candace around, but that wasn't exactly a fair comparison. In his defense, Candace was a huge daddy's girl, and if he was in the house, she was relentless in trying to get him to play with her. Maybe she'd back off if I'd been around more, he thought, as he placed the glass back in the sink and washed his hands. Hey, are you all right? he asked as he went to go back to the shop. He felt guilty every time he left the house, but he couldn't put his finger on the reason. Maybe it was the small house, maybe it was the kids. Probably both, he thought. I'm just tired, she said. I didn't fall back asleep last night and the hamster was out again. I don't know when she let him out. I didn't sleep either, Max said. I just got up. I thought you went back to bed. Did you, did you find him? I did go back to bed, she said, looking out the window. But every time I started to fall asleep, I would start having some horrible dream, and then I'd swear I'd hear noises in the basement. Anyway, I gave up on looking for him. I was just about to fall asleep on the couch when the curtains moved. Huh, I may have peed a little. It was the damn hamster. Max checked the basement again as he left the house just to help ease her nerves. He couldn't imagine how anything could be in the basement other than the occasional mouse. They'd had a lot of mice over the years. The previous year, one had had babies, so in less than one month, they'd killed 11 mice with one reusable trap. Oddly, they hadn't seen or heard a single mouse since then. Max walked down the stairs that were steep and so narrow that only half of his heel seemed to fit on the step. At the bottom, he had to duck to not hit his head on the overhang. This basement was one of those cinder block basements that was added over 50 years after the house had been built. Most of the older homes in the area had them. They were built back in the 40s and 50s when modern utilities became more common. The house needed an area for a furnace and a water heater, but there was definitely no space upstairs for either. The owner of the house had the basement sealed with some kind of thick paint that kept any moisture out. Despite the heavy beams and the sealant, the original footers were still cracking, and even the blocks were beginning to move in places. Otherwise, it was the cleanest old basement Max had ever seen, and working in the construction industry, he'd seen plenty of them. Lizzie had stacked all of their lesser-used belongings along the wall, using a couple of small tables to make tiers of items that you could get to. It was fascinating how she could take a space and make it manageable and organized, and how quickly she could do it. Whenever she cleaned, Max had stopped helping and just learned to get out of her way. 
It was a family trait from her mother's side. They were ambitious and tedious cleaners and organizers. Down here, it was all the same. It was spotless, and there was nothing other than perhaps mice that were coming from the gap that hadn't been covered so the rest of the crawl space could be accessed. Somehow, mice were getting in, he thought. He supposed they could climb in through the dryer vent and chew their way through the tube. It was likely they had found a crack in the old footers and they were coming in through the crawl space. Or they had been the previous year. Maybe we killed them all, he thought, but that seemed ridiculous. One of their neighbors' yard was so full of junk, he wondered how they ever walked across it to get to the trash can. And one of the others ran a small side business splitting firewood. The whole side of his house, his backyard, and two sheds were full of piles of wood. Then there was the massive brush pile on the neighbor's property across the alley that several cats stalked from various fence tops and garbage cans. Maybe the mice will be back this winter. Well, not that I, not that I want them. It's just weird that we don't have any. He thought. Ah, Christ, Lizzie, it's your turn, Max said, and she only rolled over. Screw it, he said, and then he sat up and called out, Candace, go back to sleep. Then he waited. To his surprise, she whimpered a few times and then went back to sleep. Max rolled over and was just about to fall asleep when he heard something outside like an engine revving. It was one of those sounds that made him wake up, but he couldn't tell if it was real or if he dreamed it until Lizzie said, Max, did you hear that? Uh, yeah, he said, opening his eyes and looking up at the dark ceiling. The bench in the kitchen just moved, Lizzie said. Her voice was thick and tired. Max could tell that she'd been in a deep sleep and might not even remember this tomorrow. He barely slept that well at all anymore, not unless he went to bed at 7 p.m. He woke up too many times between the kids and the dog to ever get a solid night's sleep. Lizzie would sleep until 8 and Max would get up by 5, but he never seemed to be able to get her on the same page that if he was up 3 hours earlier than she was that he should be catching as much sleep on the other end. Probably the dog, Max said as he rolled over. Max fell back asleep and then he had a dream that the house had come alive and the floor was moving beneath their bed. And just before the dream shifted into him being on the edge of a cliff on the ocean, there was a loud scritch, scritch, scritch coming from underneath the floorboards. Max thought he could shoot their puppy. Truth be told, he loved the dog. He also found the dog loved him too much. Max could barely move without the puppy on his heels. On this particular morning, Max found himself in a comedy of horrors. He chased their dog Sansa around the house, trying to quietly get her by the scruff, but she was nimble and writhed like a weasel whenever he grabbed at her. Then, the few times he did get a hold of her, half asleep, with a mind to near kill the poor mutt, he'd step on yet another pile of shit. They were everywhere. She didn't Want to go outside last night, he thought, and the piles were as hard as a rock. The turds compressed as he stepped on them, but they didn't squish. What is your malfunction, dog? He said. It's not like you've got the squirts. Finally, he settled on opening the door and kicking at her rump as she darted by. 
she leaped at the last second and caught a kick with her back paws and managed to launch herself like a dark brown missile exiting the doorway. The words turd torpedo popped into his head, but considering that he had to clean the whole house and shower again, he wasn't in the mood for laughing. Max dug through the overstuffed cabinet, trying his best to get what he needed without moving anything else. I am not rearranging this morning, darling, he thought. I think five piles of poop is more than my fair share of chores. Eventually, he found a cleaner and some old rags that were due being tossed in the can. He dropped down on his knees and did his best to hold his breath as the hot, acidic smell of shit rushed up at him. He took a wad of paper towels and picked up the pile. Thankfully, they were not warm. That makes all the difference, Max thought. Cold, it could just be anything else, but warm and stinking? Huh, no way, Jose. Max was down to the last pile when he saw something that he must have kicked while chasing Sansa around the house. He bent to pick it up, and when he did, something poked him. He nearly threw the wad of rag and mess and quickly looked to see if there was any damage. Ah, oh, no broken skin, thank God, he said as he inspected again just to be sure. That would have been the cherry on this turd Sunday. He looked to see what had poked him and found in the droppings wadded in the paper towel that there was a small bone sticking out. As he inspected it, a light brown fuzzball darted across the floor. <sighs> Fucking pets! Max mumbled as he went after the hamster. Hey babe, how was your trip? Lizzie asked. Max had gone to a convention for a couple of days to learn how to make cladding out of concrete. It was alright, Max said. I learned a lot. But I was ready to hit the road after the first day. Uh, how are the girls? Man, they barely slept. Candace cried all night and said that someone was in her room. Sansa freaked out barking in the middle of the night. And when I went to let her outside, she was standing and staring at the basement door. Then, Lizzie said, leaning in to whisper, the damn hamster got out again and I haven't been able to find it. So aside from all that, I suppose things went okay. Oh, shit, Max said, feeling suddenly guilty that he'd had the two best nights of sleep he'd ever had. He'd taken a melatonin supplement each night at about 8 o'clock and didn't move until his alarm went off at 7. I'll stay up with the girls tonight, he said, and almost added, and your stupid dog, but he didn't. It was their dog, but he found himself using the fact that she'd been the one who decided to get it against her. One of those stupid little jibes that couples do when they get frustrated. It was unfair and childish, so he held it back. Sansa followed Max everywhere that night. After the girls were showered and ready for bed, Max sat on the couch with Sansa's head in his lap scratching behind her ear. Good girl, he said, and then he noticed a little scrape on her nose that was pink with blood. What happened to you? Did you play too rough at the dog park? She responded by rolling over so he could scratch her belly. She was taking up over half the couch. God, she must be close to 50 pounds now, Max thought, and he wondered how big she would get. Max was just about to go to bed when he noticed the pocket door going into the basement was open. As he walked towards the door, he noticed that Sansa had stayed sitting in the living room. She whined slightly. Calm down, girl, he said as he moved to push the door closed. Just then he noticed that the trap behind the tote at the top of the stair landing was closed. In the dark he could see something caught in it. 
Ah, shit, he thought that the hamster was dead. That would be the second hamster that he had found dead. My daughters are going to start thinking that I'm killing the little furballs, he thought as he flipped the light on. To his relief, there was no hamster, but still an uneasy feeling crept over him. In the trap sat a severed mouse head, nothing more. That explains the bones, he thought. But did it? How could Sansa have possibly got back behind the tote, he asked himself. He looked, and there was no way she could have done it. The lid wasn't closed tight either, so if she had gotten onto the tote to get behind it, it would have collapsed, and then she would have taken a ride with the tote down into the basement. Or at least she would have dented or pushed the lid askew, but everything was in order. There was always the chance that another mouse ate the one in the trap, but did, did they do that? Max thought, but he had no answer. Rats were carnivores, but that didn't necessarily mean that mice were. And Max was pretty sure that the hamster only ate nuts and veggies. Wouldn't a mouse eat the same thing? Ah, the thought of little carnivores roaming in the old lath and plaster passageways through the guts of the house just made his skin crawl. Sometime after 2 a.m., Max heard a noise that brought him from a deep sleep. He sat up straight, but then immediately felt as though he could lie back down and fall asleep if he wanted to. But instead, he sat there and listened. Are you going out there? Lizzie asked, her voice again, thick with sleep. Max bet she wouldn't even remember talking to him. No, he said as he tried to go back to sleep. Sansa, quit, Lizzie said. The dog kept drinking. She's been at it for five minutes. Max didn't respond. Lizzie often yelled at the dog in the middle of the night if it was drinking water or licking itself. There were two sounds that Lizzie hated and that Max didn't even notice. She'll quit in a minute, Max muttered as he rolled over. He misjudged where he was on the bed, and when he lay on his stomach, his left arm fell from the bed and he felt fur tickle his fingertips. For just a moment, he thought he'd chanced upon the hamster, but he reached further down and found more fur. Sansa nuzzled his hand. The lapping noise from the kitchen continued. All of the circuitry in Max's body seemed to overload. Suddenly, he was wide awake with adrenaline, and his heart was pounding in his chest. Sansa is here, he thought. Then what is drinking out, out there? And a hilarious and horrible thought occurred to him. Candace and her sleepwalking. He'd once found her pretending to be a dinosaur in her bed. In the middle of the night, she'd crawled around growling and giggling. The next day, she had said that she had dreamt about being a T-Rex. Oh, they've been pretending to be puppy dogs, Max thought. The last few days, the girls had been crawling around and pretending to pant and licking at each other's faces. Max got up, trying to figure out how to navigate getting his daughter to quit drinking water like a dog and go back to bed. He'd heard that waking up someone who was sleepwalking could scramble something in their noggin. He figured it was probably an old wives' tale, but he wasn't about to test it out on his four-year-old. Max quietly opened the door to find the house lit by one dim lamp on the far side of the living room. The house was so small that the light reached across the kitchen to the back porch area where the dog bowl was. Max peeked around the corner and saw a long, slender torso of something like a man, but it was down on all fours. 
its elbows stuck up in the air like those of a spider. Its knees seemed to bend the wrong way so that it could crawl effortlessly across the ground. But other than these two physical oddities, it looked like a naked, tall, bald man. It lapped a couple of more times, then stopped, put its head up and sniffed the air. Then just as it started to turn towards Max, the hamster ran by. And then it lurched forward and snapped its jaws, missing as the hamster ran underneath the entry table. Max's breath caught in his chest and he nearly passed out as he watched it crawl like some sort of human bug down the stairway and back to the basement, closing the door behind itself. Max groaned and then turned and sat down hard on the small chair in the corner of their room next to the tall reading lamp. He put his head in his hands and vomited on the floor in front of him. He was completely numb. This is a bad dream, he told himself. But as he sat thinking of what to do, he never woke up and eventually morning came. Hey, babe, can you get the vacuum? Lizzie asked Max as they came back in the door. Perspective, he thought. Life is all about perspective. Uh, yeah, yeah, give me a minute, he said. Okay, uh, you put in another long day today, Lizzie said. Yeah, I know, I feel great, though. Yeah, me too, Lizzie said as she worked on dinner playing music from her iPhone. Four weeks, Lizzie shouted. Four weeks, Max replied, smiling. For the past month, they'd slept well every single night. Lizzie hadn't noticed yet, but when she asked, he had an answer ready. He was giving himself a weekly budget for coffee and breakfast. That's what he would tell her. That wouldn't hold water for long, not with the amount he was having to withdraw. Max knew he'd have to give a few more things up while he continued looking for a new house. But for now, he'd keep going to the pet store and buying them out of mice every two weeks. They thought he owned a python, and he was happy with people calling him the snake guy. He went down into the basement with a box full of squeaking mice. He could hear them inside crawling over each other as the box shook. He sat it down in front of the crawlspace access. Thought about turning on his phone, flashlight, and looking into the crawlspace, but somewhere deep beneath the house, he thought he could see the basement light reflecting green off of two large eyes. down there who is here it's just my salamander collection i think they got loose you have a salamander collection uh does that sound like salamanders no
No, it doesn't. Oh, damn. You're right. Anyway, do you know why I call my basement the Inferno? Yeah, some dorky Dante reference. Hmm. No. Why don't you try pushing that button over there? Uh, this very inconspicuous red one with the flames over it? Yes. Okay. Oh, God. What was that? Oh, wait. What is that delicious barbecue smell? Did you get a roaster? Of a sort. Yes, a barbecue. Splendid idea. Oh, man, that smells awesome. Dude, you have to tell me the recipe for your marinade. Oh, that's just, that's nothing. It's straight out of Rachel Ray. I just have to ask one thing. Are you, do you have any allergy to any particular ethnic minority? Hmm, is that mesquite? Wait, what? Monster Porn is a production of Warped Box Media. Today's story was The Creep by Matt Cummins. Music by The Turd Torpedo. Wait until he finds out he's eating the real Brett. Hey y'all, Brett here. Thank you for devouring this delicious episode of Monster Porn. If you like what you hear, the meat needs more salt. And please rate and review on iTunes. Don't worry, it was only human foo. You know, vegetarian people. We're still open for bonus episode submissions. See our website for details. The Monster Porn store is now live. Wear the tentacles that would otherwise wear you. Broadcast your love of monster porn to your friends, family, and co-workers with this sick t-shirt by artist Nick Calavera, featuring creatures and scenes from the messed up first run of MPP, such as the Mermaid, Dart the Furry, the Filth Licker, and yes, Shit Nuggets, all in Nick Calavera's inimitable haunting style. It's the coolest shirt you will ever be at pains to explain to strangers in public. Until next time, Godspeed, Strange Cowboy. Sleep was among the luxuries Max had never considered when his wife had said... Oh, God damn it. <laughs> We're off to a good start. <laughs> Lately, he... Shit. <laughs> Turkey's done. <laughs> right. Lay down, he said. Kansas. 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 <laughs> Dorothy. Mac went... Mac.
<laughs> I have no idea where I'm at. Right now. <laughs> at the period. Right, right. The giant upstairs is past. <laughs> <laughs>